2: Roots. i wanna go i wanna go to camp
0: you're listening to headliners the show featuring the best and brightest of music from all over the world please welcome your host greg howard jr
1: my guest this week is my first returning guest. Uh, he has been on heavy rotation in this house since I last interviewed him, and he is the only person that I would come out of vacation for. Please welcome back to the show, the one and only Ritho. Hello, buddy. Hello, mate. Oh, I didn't realize you were on holiday.
2: God, i feel terrible <laughs> now. <laughs>
1: don't. Don't. You're good. So... You've got a new song coming out. Uh, tell me about it.:
2: I do, yeah. Um, there's it's called "Inside my Head," and um, it's kind of I basically as a kid, I used to um, internalize and kind of daydream a lot. It was kind of an escapism, you know safety thing almost. and it was always, I don't know, everyone always said it was a bad thing, but it got me through a lot of stuff. So it's basically kind of a, you know, saying why why is that bad? And kind of trying to put a positive spin on the whole thing that just because you think a bit dif- differently doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. So tell me, how do
1: you describe your music to people?
2: Uh, how do I describe music? I I tend to use every word before pop I can to try and mm-hmm. pretend to myself it's not pop. Um <laughs> Currently, the ones currently on um, a cycle are Dream Pop, Indie Pop, and then just Alt Pop. No idea what that means, but I'd throw it out a lot. (laughs) Um, I'd say say the music is, it's very, um, they're all really personal and honest and truthful. And then I try to um, kind of build this dream world kind of where they all live, really, and then try and throw a catchy melody on top is the the aim what motivates you to create um money no (laughs) (laughs) um i think it's something that i kind of think like all musicians i i started it as a very much uh almost a therapy way of you know i could i could i wasn't really i was quite a you know lonely as a kid and just kind of kept to myself and then i could kind of say what i wanted to say and make a whole, make it as dramatic or as big or as small as I wanted. <clears throat> and um, it was just kind of a way of processing for a long time. And I think that's just really ingrained in me. It's whenever something like bad happens or good happens, I kind of the first thing I always jump to is then go into a guitar or a piano. So I think, uh, you know, even if this wasn't a job, I'd I'd still be doing just as many hours in it.
1: How does the way you make music reflect the way you live your, your life?
2: Oh, God. Oh, see, I could, be, I could say something so angsty and emo and just say, oh, I'm on my own the entire time. That's not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> How does it reflect? Maybe, that's a really good question. I think it um, a lot of internal process, and i'm very deliberate you know the way i the way i write music is it's normally just me in like the studio and i and i have something i need to get out if it's a thought or an idea and then i start to just build a, a landscape or a, a world for that thing to sit in and it, and then once i have it then i can then i can go and flow and i think that's kind of what i do with life really i i like. I'm very like insular with my thoughts and processes. Then only once I've kind of figured out how I feel or what I'm doing, then I can kind of go. But until that point, it's it's quite deliberate, I'd say.
1: What is something that not even
2: your fans know about you? Yeah. Um, I I'm I'm weirdly good at really pointless things. <laughs> so like, I got really obsessed with other kids, like Rubik's cubes. Juggling um, yo-yos was a big one. Um, for some reason, you know, twelve-year-old me knew that the way to find a loved one of any sort is just by throwing the yo-yo out. So I'm really glad I spent I spent so many hours doing that. Um, yeah, I'm 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 weirdly quite good at really pointless things. Unless you're a juggler, in which case I'd say that's a very necessary thing.
1: Whose career path uh, continues to inspire you the most?
2: Oh, that's so good. God, you're pulling them all out today. <laughs> um, let's have a think. I mean, there's a part of me that loves, like, what Frank Ocean used to actually do, just drop an album, do one show, and then just drop off the the planet. <laughs> I think that's just, there's something fucking just sick about that. Um, it's hard not to say, like a Bruno Mars type where, you know, for me, that was the kind of thing I always idolized, the starting as a writer, really working its way, and then somehow just always tops it, next album, next album. Um, but there have been some um, more, I don't want to say up and coming, but more on that level. Um, so, for instance, Holly a British, a British artist, and I kind of like locked, locked onto her because she's incredible, kind of before she really started going. And it's just been really cool to see, like, at a show, then she does really well. And then you see her, like, two months later, it's bigger. And, you know, you can very tangibly see it. Um, and I've just realized I've actually not answered your question at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would say, roundabout answer. Uh, Bruno Mars, I reckon. Because he just keeps on doing it. Even if it's not for himself, he just keeps on writing and it just somehow gets better and better in my eyes. What's your karaoke go-to? Oh. I, have, I mean, I should know this off the top of my head. I did a did a karaoke night um, a couple of weeks ago. But I, I think Mr. Brightside. Um, I think there are some karaoke songs that should be banned. I think... Um, B- Bohemian Rap- <laughs> Rhapsody after 12 points no one's nailing that no one's hitting that um, but I'd say my go-to is probably Mr. Brightside What does
1: authenticity mean to you and what do you think it means to your audience?
2: Yeah, I mean that's something I've really thought about personally and like with music the last year um, I think I think for a long time, I, I struggled r- writing-wise with trying to sound, trying to seem cool, trying to do something that was on trend, trying to, you know, all this, you know, trying to make these, I don't know, label execs be like, wow, this is the next thing. And that just, I did that for so long. And I think now authenticity is kind of being, being your own fan, being a fan of you first and foremost, whatever that means. And just being, I mean, there was a quote that someone said, which was, um, you, can only, you can only be you because you're just going to be a shit version of someone else, which I really like. Um, but I think authenticity is knowing that you're not going to be everyone's friend. You're not going to be everyone's cu- cup of tea. But as long as you know, you're your own fan, you're doing the, the right thing.
1: What's at the top of your professional bucket list?
2: Top of the bucket list. I've, I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple things I want to. So there's a. So I grew up in Nottingham, which is in England, and there was a there's a venue there called Rock City, and it must be like only 400 people max capacity, but so many huge artists have played there, and it's like. I, I don't know. It's one of the times where I was when I was younger. Every time I saw someone really big, I'd be like, "God, that's that's what I want to do." That was my venue, so that would be a cool one to check off. I think um, it's hard not to say something like uh, Glastonbury Pyramid Stage. Um, so I think that would probably be the ultimate um, tick it off kid, you know. That's I can't understand how I could ever top that. That that'd be my number one, I reckon.
1: So how did
2: uh your
1: hometown shape who you are?
2: I think it I think it really did, you know. I think um I think everyone is very honest and there's no there's no real like um life through rose tinted glasses in Nottingham. You know, there's it's very raw, it's very um, you know, there are good parts and there are definitely some a lot of bad parts to it but you know and small things it's like i think there's a lot of pride that comes from when you come from somewhere that a lot of people would disregard but yeah the people there are just genuine and going back to what you said authentic people they just there's no you know pretending to be this pretending to be that i think it is and that's why it's one of my favorite places is because there's no one's bullshitting around there I think that's helped me on a, a you know a lot over the last year and with the music and everything because it's just made me try to go back to that place of just you know stop stop caring about what people far away what they think you you know the, the most important thing with music is that it doesn't really matter if someone in a grey suit thinks it's cool <laughs> you know you're not you don't want to play through a venue of them. you want the fucking weird kid in the background you want the one that's had the worst day and they actually you know this is their thing that they cheer up with that's that's what i want so i think it's the authenticity of nottingham that's really shaped me i reckon From the minds
0: that brought you the smash hit podcast, Your Life, the Mixtape, and Headliners, comes Your Life, the Mixtape magazine, a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture, and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today.
1: So you are the first... uh... A returning guest to this show
2: um are we best friends now we are i think that's definitely 100 percent. i mean what i mean i don't i feel like i don't really know much about you though what's your, your favorite food
1: uh my favorite food is uh pasta of any kind
2: oh, see there we go now now we can be best friends excellent <laughs>
1: What is uh, what is one piece of advice you would give to Baby Ritho?
2: Oh, spend less hours juggling, mate. To be honest, <laughs> um, Baby Ritho, I think I think a couple. I reckon stop stop filling your time with people who don't make you feel good. I think mean, that's a big one. To um, you know, don't take all of it so seriously and give yourself time. You don't have to conquer the world overnight you know smell the flowers a bit
1: of the songs that you have released which one is your favorite
2: <laughs> oh i reckon um see i it used to be never fall in love which is the song which is the most recent song um but i played a gig recently and um fantasizing just hit really hard <laughs> and i was like fuck maybe i do like this song again um so currently, Fantasizing takes top spot. However, maybe soon to, to change depending on gigs.
1: Are any of your songs about specific people? Name names.
2: <laughs> oh, God, you're having so much trouble. Um, an embarrassingly large amount of, of songs. <laughs> about people. Um, there's, I mean, there's one song that's actually, it's very personal, and that person doesn't even know yet. So I don't know what kind of terrible idea it was for me to think I should yeah. release it. And I'm like, I pushed it ahead as like a, a future me problem, and now it's like coming up to the release date of the EP. <laughs> I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, I mean, it's a lot of like, um, you know, friends, um, r- relationships, um, all the all the classic stuff, um, and then a lot of like how my view on the thing so one of the songs is called friends um that's on the ep and it's kind of about um how it's it's an apology from me to my friends that i've spent so long kind of just focusing on music and it's basically just an apology letter to them but yeah i'd say all of the basic answers um (laughs) but from my own perspective and probably because i'm i need to tell them And this was my only way of doing
0: that. Hello there, I I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favourite subscription, only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber-generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognized journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine, provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up
1: How, how many songs do you write in a year? And how many of those are actually getting released?
2: Well, I'm okay. So I've got the EP this September, which is six songs. Um, and for that, to this point from Jan, I, I've written around 500, Holy which shit. is like, which some people would say, I need to change job because if someone was doing at the final product and they (laughs) only had six, I mean, it's fucking nightmare. Um, Yeah. I'd say 500. Um, But some of those I'm carrying forward to stuff. I'm going, I want to release in Jan, but um, yeah, I'm very much one of, I need to kind of keep a clear head, kind of always write something. Um, You know, some people are very much like they only write when they're recording an album or when they're on tour, you know, I just very much, like we're saying earlier, it's a, Feels like a therapy and very cathartic to me. Um, so if I'm not writing, that's my first red flag that I should probably address something.
1: What do you spend too much money on?
2: Oh, everything. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> um, what do I spend too much money on? I I bought a I bought a fancy Japanese kitchen knife. Um, that's my that's my I kind of have a bad track history of um, drunk purchases this was my least that was my most expensive one normally they're like um i've got a cow hat called called keg because me and my mate drank a keg of beer and then bought cow hats we thought that was great um but most recently a really expensive japanese kitchen knife that i am excited to to use but regret paying for it
1: <laughs> <laughs> so describe your 2023 so far in one word
2: disappointing no it's been um try it in one word hopeful i'd say nice. it's been a big year like personally and career-wise and um yeah it's the you know it's the first time i've been kind of i'm doing this finally doing this artist thing rather than just selling songs. And that's just, you know, it's, it's everything I wanted to do since I was a kid. So I'd say exciting.
1: Well, for uh, the folks at home, if you have enjoyed this episode, uh, you can catch Ritho on the cover of the September issue of your life, the Mixtape magazine. And I uh, tell the folks where they can get their hands on the
2: new single. Yeah, so um, Inside My Head will be out on all platforms on the 27th of this, of se- we're not in September, we're in July, <laughs> of July. <laughs> I promise I have actually written it and it is coming out. Um, 27th of July, yeah, it'll be out on all platforms. And yeah, I'd love to know what you what you all think. Excellent.
1: And where can they track you down on social media?
2: So I'm Ritho's World in on all social media. Fantastic.
1: Well. Uh, as always it it has been a pleasure to have you come around to talk a little bit and you are you are always welcome back sir
2: be careful i will i'll pop in again just when (laughs) you're taking the holiday thank you dude i've absolutely (laughs) loved this this is wicked
0: thanks for listening to headliners we'll be back next week with an all new episode don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for more information about the show, visit us at www.yourlifethemicstate.com. Headliners is a Spring Break 83 production in association with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved.